no Thanksgiving dinner. They just know they got to hunt buffalo, get ready for the winter, and uh, go to an arranged marriage or two. Boom, done. What does that sound like, Star Wars? That sounded like Star Wars. <laughs> Welcome back to HR Talk with Ricky Baez and JC. Enjoy the show. Welcome back, everybody. Human Resource Talk here. I'm JC, ushering you back into a brand new week of uh, human resources and talk, a.k.a. HR Talk. That's right. <laughs> That's Ricky Baez, the co-captain of the ship. And he makes magic happen by the palm of his hand. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but yes, I do make magic happen. What kind of magic? What's your favorite kind of magic? I like that one where um, I go to a restaurant and I order a nice big steak meal and 10 minutes later it's completely gone. That's my favorite kind of magic. <laughs> what, what's that? what happened to the audience? Are they okay? Uh, it was short laughter. Oh, that's what it is. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so we got a lot going on this week in the world of human resources, ladies and gentlemen. We can't uh, beat around the bush. There's so much going on, I can't even tell you. We also have some amazing Florida man stories um, coming up in a little bit. There was a guy that was sucked out into the bay during the uh, last hurricane. And then there was a uh, Florida man who was accused of shooting a family in a sleeping car. We'll be talking about those what? later on in the program. Florida Florida men going crazy. Human yeah. resources, though. Before we get into our deep topics for the day, Ricky Baez, how are you doing? I am grateful. I'm grateful. I'll just say that. Why are you I know grateful? A lot. Well, you know, we just had a hurricane a couple of weeks ago, and um, it's um, you got some people on the west coast of Florida who comp- who lost everything, and I mean everything. And um, that part of the state is it's going to have a long road to recovery. Um, they're not going to be the same for five, six, seven years. I mean, it's just, I just, I just, my heart goes out to everybody in that side of the state. And um, us here in Central Florida, at least my family, we came out okay. No damage, no nothing, just a lot of flooding. Some flooding. Dude, in my 10 years living in this neighborhood, I have never seen the amount of flooding like I saw a couple of weeks ago. It was insane. Wow. How, how, You've been to my how house. How much water did you wind up getting, Ricky Baez? Uh, my house was okay, but the water, and if you remember where my house is in the street, the water came up halfway through my driveway. Actually, I, I don't. What's your address again? <laughs> Yeah, A1A Beachfront <laughs> Avenue. <laughs> so, right. um, no, dude, the water came up halfway through my driveway. That's a lot of water. So I couldn't use my car. I had to use my, my, my wife's car, who's got a, uh, a big SUV, uh, to kind of go around. And even the water was over her tire. It was, uh, it was pretty bad, man. It was pretty bad. Uh, just just for the flooding. That's the thing that uh, nobody expected uh, to be as bad. But um, and, and then there's some people in Central Florida who lost everything because there's some areas that they were in about five feet of water. So some cars were gone. Some houses were gone. It was wow. pretty bad. Wow. Yeah. I can't yeah, even no, wrap man. my head around that. Like I've had 10 feet of snow, but I haven't had five feet of water at the house. That's mm. a different ball of wax right there. Yeah, because you know, once once your once the water comes into your house, because I got a buddy of mine um, who uh, he he had about a foot of water into his house. So what they have to do now is just come in, gut from four feet on down, drywall wise. They got to completely gut that out and change everything out. And uh, I know I shouldn't be talking about this, man, but I'm gonna say it. I'm 
I feel bad for the people who lost everything, but now with this happening, because they're estimating this hurricane costs uh, about forty billion dollars. So what's going to end up happening is the state has to, the you know our insurance companies here they're going to go nuts now, and now my insurance is going to go up again. It's gone up about four hundred dollars in five years. Oh my! Yeah, dude. So now it's wow. going to be even worse. But it is what it is. So yeah, I was uh, I was talking to a friend of mine who's a recruiter. And uh, it was it was this past week. This person's not in Florida. Just a gentle topic change for you. And um, recruiting is really hard. It's it's especially hard right now in the in the southeast. But it just just in general, I want to know what it's like to be a recruiter. And my friend replied back and said, uh, "It's kind of like the oldest version of Internet Explorer." But now imagine you have 3,415 tabs open all the time. Oh, well, that's <laughs> <It> was, true. <laughs> you know, kind of like that. You know. Uh, so then we ca- kind of kept going back and forth a little bit more, and I'm like, well, when when you think about the epitome of all that is HR and all that is recruiting and all that is all that could be here, um, what what's it like for you, man? And he was like, I I pretend to work as long as they pretend to pay me. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> pretend to pay him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, what industry is your friend in? Um, recruiting. That's the best that I could tell you. I I'm, okay. if I can't give you any more <laughs> off of that. Ultimately, to me, uh, it it seemed like a, a form of efficiency, being the highly developed form of laziness. At the end of the day, you know, I mean, okay. he's he's doing what he can. But yeah, interesting things out there in the world of human resources. Um, what's the heartbeat of the HR world in your neck of the woods right now? Well, you know, we've uh, we've talked quite a bit about quiet firing, quiet hiring, all these different things. I mean, it, it's that's still happening. I don't know if that term is going to go away or just be normalized in the next six to eight months or not. Um, I don't know what the next new trend is going to be. I don't, it, it's maybe continue to figure out how to how to hire and retain people for the long run. I mean, I think that's going to be the biggest thing here in the next couple of years or so. Especially, <laughs> I mean, I mean, especially but, with the rise of um of uh, uh, uh the gig economy, quiet so, retention. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Quiet. What does quiet retention mean? I don't know. What would quiet retention look like? Would that just so, be? I, I, Work with me. Brainstorm okay. this. Okay. Quiet retention. Quiet retention to me would be somebody who wants to leave, but the organization doesn't say don't leave, but they keep giving them meaningful work <laughs> so they can stay, right? I don't know. That's the only thing that, that, that would make sense. The meaningful work keeps people when they don't want to stay. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. You yeah, know, so um, now we got three. Great. Quiet, yeah. quiet. Uh, qu- qu- what's quiet hiring then? <laughs> what now does that four. look like? Yeah. Now we got four. All right. So quiet hiring. Okay. Here we go. You ready? All right. Quiet hiring is when a position, a lucrative position becomes available and you have the hiring authority who already know who they want to put in there, but they're they're afraid they're going to be called racist or they're going to be called discriminatory. And instead of putting that person there, they open up a requisition to make to give the illusion that there is actual recruiting happening for that position. The recruiter is being sucked into it, right? Because the recruiter doesn't know that the hiring authority already made up their mind. So the recruiter thinks this is a real position um he or she goes and find a diverse group of people they 
all prep, they all get their suits ready, they all research the organization to interview, but they don't know they're not going to be selected because the hiring authority already made up their mind for somebody that's already in the organization <laughs> and they're checking all the boxes. Boom. Quiet hiring. Quiet hiring. Done. A We've new trend. That. A new trend. <laughs> oh, oh man. buddy. That trend is so not new. <laughs> it's not a new trend. <laughs> the The label is new, but the trend is not. This is ages, ages hey, old. Hey, speaking about things that are old. Let's let you see life from another perspective. They can expand the mind and awareness. These are inspirational quotes. Let's kick you by. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Inspirational quotes with Ricky Bob, Ricky Bias. <laughs> Attention, leaders. I don't care what your employee did. I don't care what he or she did to really get into your skin. When it comes time to fire them, you're not supposed to enjoy it. Don't enjoy your life. Best words no. of advice from Ricky. <laughs> don't enjoy firing people. You should not enjoy that. That's part of it your life. Don't anymore. enjoy. Don't enjoy your life. That's all. No, okay, Ricky. <laughs> it's uh, it's that time for a brand new segment here on HR Talk. Word. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. I'm JC, co-captain of this vessel. It's time for our weekly. Stories of the workplace. I have two amazing stories for you, Ricky. Okay. Starting with our first one. This is from the BBC, the British Broadcasting Company. <laughs> to avoid a mandated drug test, an Egyptian bus driver devised a clever plan. He used his wife's urine. Nonetheless, he failed the exam. He discovered the news when his employer delivered him the findings and stated... Congratulations. You're pregnant. <laughs> yeah. you're pregnant. <laughs> oh, you got to love employees. And, uh, okay. And now you're fired. That's right. <laughs> With no job. Continuing on with our employee stories. Oh, this God, next one's funny. Good. Okay. The city of New York was having issues with another employee. His bosses stated that he quit his job after missing 18 months of labor. When the slacker failed to appear for his hearing, an administrative law judge recommended dismissing him. The employee, it turns out, would have delighted to have gone to work, even to the hearing. Except for one detail. He was dead. Oh my God. I'm not, not going to laugh at that. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Why are you laughing, man? That is not cool. You should definitely know what's going on with your employees. It shouldn't reach I mean, that point. <laughs> you know? Okay, you should. 18 You're right. months. 18 months, man. All right. So back over to you. A uh, little roundup wrap up there on uh, some employee stories. A brand new segment here on HR Talk. I like that. That was pretty cool. Okay, thank you. Cool. Thank you. Appreciate yeah. it. So, uh... <laughs> you know what? Wait a minute. I take Tell it me. back. Sometimes. Something just came to me. You was asking earlier what's happening in the world of HR. Something just happened a couple of days ago that's big, that's really going to affect um, every business in America. Uh, the current administration um, 
went out and said that they're going to pardon uh, marijuana offenders at the federal level. And they're also going to start working on changing the cannabis laws at the federal level, which that's something we haven't seen in ages, ages. So that's something that's really going to affect every organization in the United States. Um, depending, it's regardless of state right now here's what's going to happen just because it might become legal a lot of people are going to make the mistake and assume that the organization they currently work with are going to allow their employees to to use the product because that's not the case because alcohol is also legal it doesn't mean you can come to work drunk <laughs> so um there's something really interesting because i know there's a lot of organizations out there um who work in who are operating in different states that have different laws when it comes to this but now that it's going to be effective federally it's going to yeah it's really going to um um uh drive some waves in the uh, all these organizations in the next coming month, uh, year. So we'll see what happens with that. The big guy's pardon was issued October 6th. It affects mm -hmm. around 6,500 people convicted of federal cannabis possession. <laughs> None are still incarcerated, though. They will not be hampered <laughs> while seeking for a job or renting an apartment if they do not have a felony on their record. According to a study conducted by the American Civil Liberties Union, black Americans are nearly four times more likely than whites to be arrested for marijuana possession. According to the advocacy group, the last prisoner project, the big guy's pardon, has no effect on the 3,000 inmates convicted of higher level marijuana offenses who are still in federal penitentiaries or the 30,000 who are still in state prisons. Those figures do not include those convicted of marijuana possession on a state level despite the fact that around 2 million marijuana convictions have been purged or pardoned by states where the drug is now legal. Marijuana is now fully legal in 19 states and is lawful for medical purposes in 37. Most states wow. that have legalized uh, the sweet green have also taken steps to erase <laughs> or pardon nonviolent offender records. Ricky Baez, back to you. I didn't realize that many states had it medically 37 you said right that's wow right. okay <laughs> thank you for the background music and we'll pop it <laughs> i mean i guess that's good is that how people are going to open up new employer orientation right which is with that <laughs> now now also some organizations regardless whether it's legal or not they're not going to allow you to use it right especially if you're operating heavy machinery or if you're an airline pilot the you know the the safety piece is still there. So it doesn't mean it's a green light for everybody. Um, but a lot of HR folks are going to be really busy if that goes through. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yep. Right. Well, would that, uh, how, how, how would you foresee that impact in HR? Explain that out. Just, uh, just a heartbeat for me. Well, you know, it's... Um, a, it would impact how you conduct hiring. It would impact how whether you do um, a drug test or not. Uh, they still might do drug tests, right? Because just because marijuana is legal, heroin quack, quack, <laughs> heroin crack, and cocaine, all those other harder drugs are still going to be illegal. So obviously, they still have to check for that. So it's going to it's going to force HR professionals to um, change their employee handbook to make sure they address how this affects them, A, in their state and B, in their industry. So it, it's either way, there's going to be some changes. So it's going to be really interesting. Speaking about changes, we have some news out of Penn State University. Uh Oh, oh, yeah. 
What happened? Gonorrhea became more drug-resistant while attention was on COVID-19. A molecular biologist explains the sexually transmitted superbug has taken off. Did you just say gonorrhea? Yes. Well, why, why is that? It could affect the workplace. <laughs> How is that relevant to this conversation? And what what happened? You lost me at Penn State. At Penn so State, yeah, Penn no, State? that was from okay. Kenneth Keeler from Penn State University as of October fifth, two thousand twenty-two. Big news there. Okay, that's definite big news that I was not expecting while recording this show. Yeah. not at all. Didn't expect that one at all, did you? No, I did not. Caught me off guard. I also got another one for you that you're going to find interesting. Okay. This is from Hold Jeffrey on. Rhodes Keep over at Sherm. Oh. This goes back to July, though. It's not that new, but it's underneath the employment law moniker. Okay. And uh, all these things we're bringing up do have a relation to employment law. If you're having a hard time drawing the correlation between gonorrhea and employment law, well, <laughs> I'm not going to be the one to explain that right now. Workplaces are different no matter where you are. But the D.C. Circuit reinstated a two-year ban for pilots who left drug tests early, believe it or not. As of July, the FAA is authorized to issue airman certificates that permit individuals to engage in a range of activities related to aviation. It issues six types of pilot certificates. These include a certificate confirming a pilot's physical abilities and a medical certificate confirming the pilot's physical fitness to pilot planes. Did you know any of that? I did not know any of that there, JC. Thank you. Thank you for uh, educating me. Oh, you're certainly more than welcome. But believe it or not, Ricky Buys, the story continues. Once oh, again, crap. big shout out to Sherm. Hit their blogs anytime. As part of the process, the FAA maintains a program for testing airmen for banned substances. For a drug test, FAA regulations require that each test participant submit at least 45 milliliters of PP. <laughs> <laughs> they did not say that. No, they said urine, but... PP okay, sounds yeah. funnier. If a pilot <laughs> fails to do so, the collector must use shy bladder measures, which include rejecting the specimen and advising the pilot to drink up to 40 ounces of fluid. Doesn't state what kind of fluid. And if a okay. subject departs the testing facility before the collection is finished, the departure is considered a refusal to test. A refusing to take a mandated drug test or alcohol test is grounds for suspension or revocation of a pilot certificate, as well as Makes disqualification sense. from holding any of the three types of medical certificates for two years following the refusal to test. A pilot who has been harmed by an FAA rule may file an appeal with the National Transportation Safety Board, the NTSB. So a little bit of a change in the airline industry there is part of this new process that the FAA put in place about the 45 milliliters of PP, Ricky. Drug testing, back to you. I mean, at airline pilots, absolutely. You know, especially since um, uh, they are responsible for hundreds of souls on board, how they say it. So, yeah, you you got to be very strict with that. So that's what I'm saying. These changes in the laws, whether it's now, five years from now, 10 years from now, it's not going to affect other industries just because of the nature of their work. That's right. And um, should you desire, as a listener, feel free to cross-reference uh, the... the um, Urine samples, the testing kits, the looking into marijuana, as well as other drug-related things for not just the airline industry, but your industry as well, and the also potential negative effects of gonorrhea on swabs taken <laughs> from sites in the urine testing. There's a huge this. thing going on there. Um, I'm not going to get into that in today's program, not a medical show, 
But from an Thank HR you. perspective, uh, there's there's a lot going on in the world of drug testing and venereal disease, Ricky. I, I, I get so. I mean, there there has to be some kind of protocols to make sure there isn't, uh, well, everybody's as safe as possible when handling this. Uh, you know what? Funny story. Funny story. Um, years ago, years ago, when I was working at Sears Home Improvement, I mean, I can say that now, um, we were having a job fair on site. Long story short, uh, we decided to have um, somebody from the local um, uh, doctor's office come over and, you know, just take urine samples because we were doing drug testing on site. Ooh. So anyway, uh, yeah, so it, 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 it just makes it easier, right, to make sure that we get the information back and we make an offer but just relatively quickly. So anyway, um, that day, it, we had about 180 people in the building doing the uh, job fair, and about half of them already took the, uh, the uh, drug test. So you've got about 90, 90 little specimens in a box, you know, just being ready to, to get tested the, the very next day. So it started pouring rain during a time where the roof of the building was halfway through some kind of renovation. Water started to come in, and the roof started leaking, and then it started mixing with um, with uh, with the electricity. Smoke started coming out from the from the um, uh, ceiling. So we had to get everybody out of the building. So the nurse looked at me because she had all these boxes. She's like, "I need help." I'm like, "Okay." So she grabbed the box. I grabbed two boxes. JC, I I don't care. If there was a fire right behind me, I was not going to run with those boxes <laughs> because as I'm walking, I hear the liquid swish left and right. Oh, Ricky. <laughs> it, was, wow. it was the most uncomfortable <laughs> exit that I had to do for a building. And she's walking relatively fast, but not running because she sees my face. And I know she and I are thinking the very same thing. And I'm like, please don't trip. Please don't trip because I had about 50 of them. She had the rest and it was it was affecting how I was walking because it was just throwing my weight off going left and right, going into the rain, trying to put it into her Honda Civic. Oh, Rick. <laughs> man, it was it was scary. Not right. the fire, but me falling on top of it. So I'd like to close the loop on uh, this really <laughs> weird transition of topics, but it's going to make sense here. OK, the CDC's okay. yearly STD prevention conference Jeez. did officially begin. Okay, and it appears that this year's hottest government meeting has taken a oblique tone of sexually transmitted infection rates in the United States at an alarming okay. high. And top public health officials are raising the alarm at the CDC. According to early data from 2021, there were at least 2.5 million documented instances of chlamydia, gonorrhea, syphilis, and uh, other things. According to the same data, there was a 26% increase in syphilis cases between 2020 and 2021. This is the highest case count since 1948. HIV infections are also on the rise, increasing by 16% during the same time period. And worse wow. yet, because STIs, the CDC still refers to them as sexually transmitted diseases or STDs, but most experts now prefer sexually transmitted infections and it's chronically underreported in this way. Now, how does it start to come together? Look, things are out of control right now. That's according to David Harvey, executive director of the National Coalition of STD Directors. It's not good. It's terrible, he says. Employers, according to Stephen Biddy, the managing director of Nudge Associates, say that employers must consider this issue 
in terms of risk mitigation at work. People may be concerned about finding a sexual health clinic or taking time off of work for checkups or other related complications, so to speak. <laughs> they may also be concerned about the breach of confidentiality or reactions of their colleagues if the word gets out. So there's also a call for employers to do more in regards to the risk mitigation, the education aspect, and safety and security. With all that being said, tying together marijuana, gonorrhea, STDs, the CDC, and employer recommendations, Ricky Bias, back to you. So, yeah, HR professionals are going to be very busy here in the next couple of years, and they should be busy right now because this is those are some really interesting stats, especially at the <laughs> at the workplace. Right. So if you work in an environment where you have to collect, um, I'm just going to say a bodily fluid. Yeah, there has to be some protocols to make sure that everybody's being safe in that process. Now, here's the thing. Um, now that I'm thinking about it, it's it's just hypothetically speaking, if somebody catches a disease like that during a work process, so that's a workers' comp. So that's going to be a really interesting workers' comp case to to administer or look into a report because you're going to have to have some explaining to do on why somebody got a uh, an STD or STI at work. According to Dave Hessian an employment law solicitor at Simpson Millar LLP. While there's no clear statute regarding, let it be, company events or parties of any kind, employers should be aware of what can happen if drinking becomes excessive. In the worst-case situation, it may entail charges of sexual harassment, mm. and then you also have concerns of sexually transmitted diseases, depending on what's happening between your employees. And in a recent case... An employee attempted to file a claim against an employer following a physical assault by another employee in a hotel following an annual holiday party, according to David. And while the company was not held accountable, the case did demonstrate that office parties can be viewed as an extension of the workplace. So then mm -hmm. from that, he adds, short of not having any parties at all, companies might take some practical precautions. Ultimately, this could be implying limiting the amount of free booze provided, improving yep. the range of sexually transmitted disease indicators and educational information, as well as, uh, for example, uh, the providing of free beer and wine, but not spirits, might be a good thing to do at your parties. Tailing back a little bit, there's correlations being drawn between alcohol consumption, office parties, and sexually transmitted disease, Ricky. <laughs> thoughts? So here's my best advice to business leaders who are planning to have these kind of holiday parties, right? Um, what JC was saying in the article, when the, when they conduct an investigation and these in these or in these events are looked at as an extension of the workplace, the way you minimize that is by A, not making it mandatory. If you make it mandatory and people feel like they have to go or they're told to go, then it is an extension of the workplace. So the work rules apply. So number one, don't make it mandatory. So if people do show up, don't just have an open bar. Because if you have an open bar, you're contributing to whatever possible situation is going to happen later on. So instead of not having any alcohol, just give people a two-drink maximum. 
right? Just give them, uh, just give them tickets, two tickets, and that's it, right? And if they want to buy any more, they could, uh, but it's entirely up to them. So if you just give a drink limit and give people tickets and make sure that the organization does not provide any more than two free drinks, then that minimizes the possibility of the organization being held liable liable in case something happens later on so don't make it mandatory and don't have open bar that's the best thing i can tell you taking a look around the world of human resources out of oregon a hospital in klamath falls has a fix on hiring Skylake's medical center announced this week the appointment of brian fix as its new chief human resource officer the post was newly created by sky lakes fix is an accomplished hr professional according to sky lakes medical president and ceo david cobble fix is the chief human resource officer at providence in spokane previously she was the vice president of hr at ambassadors group incorporated in spokane the head of hr at solar world in hillsborough oregon and the senior managing manager of marketing at fei company <laughs> now a division of thermo fisher scientific in hillsborough ricky Baez, big news i love that new title new senior managing manager <laughs> i love it i i may have embellished a little bit to make that happen oh that's I awesome yeah uh, yeah, that was, I didn't know what he was going with that. I'm thinking, all right, I'm in the Olympics. Let's do this. And now it's just senior managing manager. That's all I got from that. <laughs> no, no, no. CHRO. <laughs> just, she, she earned the CHRO. There's a, there's a big thing going on there with that. I, I've got one more if you want it. Do you want one more? Let's celebrate Throw HR a little bit. Let's do let's, this. Let's celebrate it. Let's celebrate it. Out of Kannapolis, North Carolina, Tina Klein, the HR director for the city of Kannapolis, has been awarded a Best in HR finalist by the Charlotte Business Journal. She and her department team members were recently honored at a ceremony, and it was very nice. <laughs> Tina. <laughs> Don't laugh at Tina. She worked hard. It was very nice. This is very nice. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> Tina has worked for Kannapolis for the past 27 years. She's involved in various professional HR groups as well as her community. Ricky Baez, give it up for Tina Klein. All right, Tina. I heard it's very nice. That's awesome. <laughs> Good job, Tina. Tina Klein, everybody. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> should have her on the program, Ricky. She's uh, she's. Uh, we should. She's a professional among professionals, let me tell you. That's what's happening. That's very nice. Any news out of That's Florida just... in the world of HR? <laughs> Brother, yes. Yes, actually. So, you know, actually, we have Disrupt HR Orlando happening in a couple of weeks. Um, actually, But what I really want to talk about is that Disrupt HR Jacksonville. <gasps> is, oh, yes, sir. Disrupt yes, sir. HR Jacksonville. Let's hear about it, Ricky. Go right ahead. So, Disrupt HR Jackson with the first official. Why am I getting the David Banner music? <laughs> this is not David Banner music stuff, man. This is not? Come on. No. <laughs> no. Let's get... All right. Let's do... Let's get some exciting music. What about that 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 Olympic music? Let's do that. David Banner. Like, if they're going to get all mad and turn green oh. and start tearing up Jacksonville. 
<laughs> well, it is Florida, Ricky. I mean, stranger <laughs> things have happened. Uh, it's a, that is true. That is true. All right. So, Disrupt HR Jacksonville 1.0 is happening this Wednesday, October 12th, at the Brick and Beam over at 1101 North Main Street, Jacksonville. So, that's going to be this Wednesday. Dude, I'm excited for this, right? So, Francis Arflin, Natasha Slaughter. Natasha. And Carly Clucky. Carly. Oh, okay. And Francis Arflin. Francis. There you go. That's right. The, okay, so this this team is putting together one heck of an event for this Wednesday. I'm going to be emceeing the event. It's going to be fun. Tickets are still available. I'm going to have the link uh, on, the, on the show notes later on. But, dude, you got to meet this crew. I'm going to have them on the show later on. You're going to love them. They know what they're doing. And uh, it's just going to be an awesome time this Wednesday. They're going to be on the show? Are you going to interview I'm gonna, them? I'm going to make it happen. No, I'm going to bring them on board oh. so we can have a conversation, man. I like the idea of that. I also like the idea of you getting some recordings while you're at the Disrupting HR. Like, oh, what? my goodness, I wish they had a budget line and they could afford you and me to be there to do our red carpet special. I tell you, that would be absolutely oh, amazing. give it time. They're going to get bigger because I've seen what they have on tap, man. It's going What's to be on awesome. Tap? So. It's well, I can't tell you yet. I'm, I can't tell you. Oh, come you. on, you got to have at least something out of the lineup I, or something that they're I, promoting. Well, not just yet, not just yet, because I want to leave some of the things to the imagination. Everybody knows how Disrupt HR works. You got people who come on stage and they do a presentation for five minutes exactly. They have no control of their presentation because as soon as they start talking, one slide automatically transitions to the next every 15 seconds. So it's really terrifying. It's fun. Um, it's a great way for HR folks and business leaders and executives to get together, let their hair down and learn something along the way in network. Um, so that that's what's happening. Um, so this Wednesday, this Wednesday in Jacksonville at the Brick and Bean. Check it out. Trust me, it's going to be fun. And then the week after that is to Strum HR Orlando. Summer and I are going to bring it back again over to Longwood, Florida. Uh, so I'm going to have some information for that as well. We got some new faces and some recurring faces that are going to be coming to the event. So that's going to be fun. These next couple of weeks, man, it's going to be full of Disrupt HR, brother. I wish he was down here, man. Check it out. You got to tell me a little bit more about Francis Arflin, Natasha Slaughter, and Carly Clucky. Mm -hmm. Tell me about them. All right, so Frances, she's the HR director of Flagler College. Uh, so you've seen Flagler Cl College, right? Have you been to St. Augustine? No, I've never been there. I thought you have. No, I've never been I to St. Augustine. Uh, oh, I know why I'm I'm referencing you to with uh, with um, uh, St. Augustine. Didn't you do a show that St. Augustine was not the oldest city in the nation? Ooh, yeah, there Did was an interesting thing about St. Augustine. You're exactly correct. Right. Okay. So there's a so uh, there's a college there, Flagler College, which is a beautiful, beautiful campus. Uh, so Frances, she is the HR director of the college. So she leads the HR department, and she's also leading the uh, the initiative for Disrupt HR in Jacksonville. And then Natasha Slaughter. So she she and Carly Clucky are helping Francis in in that that whole process. Um, she she's a founder and principal over a Next Chapter Media Group. Um, that is Natasha and Carly. She's a senior advisor for benefits at the Bailey Group, which benefits that's going to be big 
in the next couple of years from an HR perspective, um, because there's a lot of changes happening in what kind of benefits are being offered, especially with how the workforce is going these days with the great resignation. So a benefits HR person is going to be your best friend in the next 24 months. I, you I, I, just, I guarantee are it. piquing my interest. What's the Bailey group? I don't know. I'm not sure. It, it's a, that's something I have to take a deeper dive into. But I just saw her title as, right. as a senior advisor for benefits, so that's why I went down that road. No, that's fine. Um, where's the Bailey Group out of? That's out of Florida? I don't know. Let me look it up real quick. Hold on. Yeah, I'm going to look it up right I'm, now. I'm really intrigued, actually. Um, if this is the one that I'm looking at right now, this is the one that I'm thinking, Bailey Group, an NFP an, company? An, NFP company? Yeah, I see it here. Okay. Uh, okay. Look at this. So, all right. I I don't know if they're out of Florida or not. I mean, they have obviously have a Florida presence. But what? Why is that piquing your interest? No, yeah, the whole benefits thing, man. It's it's a they big are deal. Out of Florida, out of St. Augustine, right? Yes. So it's not a satellite. It's not a satellite office. Oh, so that's it gotta is be them. Of, uh, so that's mbaileygroup.com. mbaileygroup.com. Let's see. Let's find out a little bit about them real quick. So we're talking health insurance, Medicare, financial services, dental insurance, life insurance, corporate benefits. Let's try that on the website here. Corporate benefits. Hmm. Oh, okay. So they put a bunch of plans together and then they upsell you? No, they don't upsell you. They work with you. The right tools can iron out inefficiencies. Giving that time back to HR so that you could take on more interesting challenges. Ooh, I like the so way they, that's written. My goodness. So they, they, they take over the whole benefits aspect of your organization. Oh, my God, That's yeah. what it sounds like. Challenges yeah. like rewarding high-impact, highly-skilled executives for their key contributions <laughs> and offering all your employees a path to a comfortable retirement on their teams. Wow. They upsold me just I, with that sentence. I'm going to tell you. I saw, a, I saw a dog in one of the pictures, so I have to assume they also um, work with pet insurance Stop. and pet benefits dude that's a thing we're assuming no that is a thing i'm not saying with them but that is an actual benefit that some organizations offer they do offer pet insurance when i went up out when i went up to the um to to maryland a few months ago to do a uh, a speaking engagement there um they had one of the sponsors was an organization that provides pet insurance for for businesses so i got her car and i sent her an email because i would love to interview her um, but she never got back to me so i gotta i gotta follow up on her uh but yeah that really is a thing a uh, pet benefits in case you know your cat or your dog or I, I'm assuming it can't be just any pet, right? If you have a gator, I don't know if you could take a gator to the vet. <laughs> I'm not sure, right? Yeah, put but, him in the trash can and roll him out there. Look, I, I, I had mean, to Google this real quick, and ultimately uh, pet insurance is not the same as human health insurance. Rather than paying a well, copay well at checkout, as you would at a doctor's office, you pay the entire vet bill, file a claim with the provider, and receive reimbursement for up to 90% of charges mm. once you meet your deductible. And most providers let you choose your deductible. Often it's between $100 and $1,000, and reimbursement rates are typically 70, 80, or 90%. And there will always be a waiting time before coverage begins and an annual cap, but those details will vary depending on who the provider is. Yeah. I'm, you know what? If you could form, so this, you, you read my mind, Ricky Bias. You, you're, you're like an okay. omnipotent uh, crystal ball or something. So, um. Oh, no. He's a crystal baller. That's Ricky Bias. 
Turn around and get Carly on the program. I want to talk to her about pet insurance and other benefits that are available out there. And we can talk about the Bailey Group a little bit more. And I'm doing a call out. I'm doing a shout out right. right now. We're 40 minutes into the program. Carly Clocky, if you're listening to this right now, which I think that you might be because Ricky called you out by name numerous times. You guys are doing the disrupt HR thing. I think that's pretty cool. I'm really intrigued about the pet insurance and this whole reimbursement aspect of thing. And if you're talking about accident-only coverage for pets, let it be broken bones, burns, choking, cuts, eye injuries, gastric bloat, ingestion of foreign objects or toxic substances, insects or snake bites or sprains on your little puppy dog, I want to learn more about how benefits could cover that. Who knows? Maybe you don't even offer doggy coverage, but maybe you will in the future. (laughs) And if you don't offer it, let's learn about that. Let's talk about this together on the program. (laughs) Calling you out. On shot right now. Come on to the program. Love to have you down here. That's all. That will be awesome. All right. They're going to listen to this tonight. All <laughs> no, three they're of not. them. So, uh, yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, like yeah, they they're going to sit around like a fireside chat with their glasses of Pinot Noir. Ladies, <laughs> let's listen to the program. Ricky Bias but is exactly, amazing. Exactly. That's exactly what everybody says <laughs> and does when they listen to the show, JC. You know that. Come on, dude. <laughs> all right. Kind of Over to you, real that? quick. Uh, other other thoughts or things that you have before I hit the gas on a few segments that we need to do. No, no, brother, hit the gas. Let's go ahead and hit the gas. Let's get those segments. I am I am excited for what you have in store. Well, that was melodramatic. Current events this week is brought to us by no one. We don't have a sponsor. We can't even afford to pay each other or ourselves. We just have Biasco as the presenting organization right now. But past that, we we don't get paid. Our lives suck. So your first story here is coming from ESPN. (laughs) Believe it or not, big HR news. Aaron Judge of the New York Yankees hit his 62nd HR of the season. On the road against the Texas Rangers on Tuesday night, breaking the AL record he shared with Roger Maris. Back to you. All right. So 1921, Bay Ruth hit 59. And then six years later in 27, he hit 60. And then in 61, 1961, Roger Maris hit 61 home runs. And in the 2022 season, Aaron Judge hit 62. As of this moment, we'll see what happens. Uh, actually, I don't know. If, yeah, they are still in it. We'll see what happen, what happens later on. Um, hopefully, he'll get 63-64, and that'll be hard to beat later on. So, Aaron Judge, good job, buddy. A lot of people have been team. asking why we keep bringing up news about home runs. It's HR talk. We HR. never said it was human resources. Uh, or heart we, rate. We try to, it could be heart rate yeah. talk. Right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Absolutely. Yeah. Hour. Yeah. Uh, too <laughs> funny. Used to be an hour. Too funny. I love it. Yeah, it's okay. I love this. So much going on in the world of Florida right now. Florida okay. Man stories. Two Florida men have been charged with taking 7,000 pounds of leftover cooking oil from a restaurant. Two men were arrested in Flagler County, Florida, after a deputy sheriff saw them taking used cooking oil from a local restaurant. Deputies say Rui Genlin, 48 years old of St. John's, and Rong Chen, 41, of Gainesville, were arrested Thursday morning for stealing $5,000 in cooking oil from Woody's Barbecue off State Road 100 and I-95 in Palm Coast. Around 3.15 a.m., a deputy sheriff performing a business check on Woody's noticed Lynn and Chen wearing headlamps 
as they poured used cooking oil out of a tank stored in a fence in a fenced-in area in the back of the restaurant. The two were pumping cooking oil into a white box truck that housed enormous storage containers for the oil, as well as a pump, bolt cutters, and a pry bar. Ricky Bias. Back, I'm putting it back to you to start to dissect the perspective of the business owner who is being burglarized and or your general thoughts of life in Florida. <laughs> I'm just wondering... If if there if there really is a huge need for used cooking oil in the black market, why just go to Costco? I mean, why why steal? Why break into a business and steal used cooking oil? I mean, that just doesn't make sense. Now, from a business owner's perspective, right? That's you're losing something you definitely need to conduct business. So yeah, obviously get the authorities involved. Um, you might want to. Oh God. See, I hate to be I hate to be this guy. So here I be am. I guy. was about Go to ahead. say do it. Do well, it. I was gonna say, well, let's investigate, let's ask the employees questions. Maybe this was an inside job. How do they know where the oil is being stored? But as the business owner, I would have some questions, right? So I don't know if I would open up an investigation and accuse my employees, but I will definitely have a meeting from an HR perspective and kind of let everybody know what happened and then how people respond to it, then go ahead and take the conversation from there. But I will not open up an investigation immediately, but questions would be up there. And um, yeah, definitely need the police involved because if you have insurance, which you should, you're going to file an insurance claim and you're going to need the police department for that. So yeah, that's an interesting one. I don't know why anybody would steal so much used cooking oil. I don't know. Could you tell me why they would? I don't know. It's Am, am I missing something here? No, I mean, maybe they're going to filter figured, it yeah. out and then and use it and again, or or maybe they're going to put it in a vehicle or something. I'm, I'm not exactly sure, Ricky Bias. <laughs> it's just so weird. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, it's really weird. <laughs> so is all that oil now in the evidence room? I mean, <laughs> where's all that, all that oil now? <laughs> story. All right. Your next story. Next story is coming from the news press. There's not a lot of oh. coverage on this story, and it's a very short story. Okay. I can't seem to cross-reference to find out more about this gentleman, but, quote, I got swept out into the bay, end quote. A Florida man recalls during the Hurricane Ian. William Bragg of Southwest Florida tells his Hurricane Ian story to many locals. Bragg sailed through the storm on his yacht. Now all he wants is to get back into the ocean. That's from the news press. Big story. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> that's, no, that's like literally the end of the Florida story right there. I think part the <laughs> most interesting part for me on that story is uh, the Southwest Florida resident story assembled by a Florida writer, and the story is lacking so much content that we have no idea, like, the details of what you're talking about. <laughs> So it's like where we typically pick on like the uh, the Florida man or woman for the details of the story. In this instance, it could even be the the writer of the article. The writer, yeah. My God, oh, you didn't even Ricky, call him could an you author. Imagine, you call him the writer. Yeah, the writer. Could you imagine yeah. being in a position though where you get sucked out to sea in your boat while you're just sailing around, and now you're back on land and and you want to be out in the water again? <laughs> I mean, um, I don't know why he was out there to begin with. It's not like this hurricane came up out of nowhere. It's not like the water just came up out of nowhere. 
So, yeah, I guess I could if I had a death wish. Yeah. Story! <laughs> I had to yell for that. <laughs> Police in Florida apprehend a man accused of firing at a sleeping family in a car. On Wednesday in Tampa Bay, police apprehended a man accused of shooting at a homeless family while they slept in a car, injuring a pregnant woman. According to a Tampa Police Department press release, detectives identified Christopher Stamet Jr., 21 years old, as the owner of a black BMW, allegedly recorded on camera canvassing the area of North Oregon Avenue where the shooting occurred. Police secured a search order for Stamet's apartment and car, which turned up an empty gun box for a 9mm handgun, as well as bullet casings. And those bullet casings reportedly matched those found at the homicide site. Three small children, a father and a mother who was nine weeks pregnant, were resting in a car outside the Martin Luther King Jr. Center when a vehicle approached them at 4.30 in the morning. It opened fire and drove away, according My to Tampa God. police. As multiple gunshots impacted their automobile, the father called for his family to take cover. This is according to Tampa Police Chief Mary O'Connor. He discovers his wife is shot after the vehicle flees. Chief O'Connor said on Wednesday, she took a bullet to the head. The children were spared by God's grace. According to authorities, the bullet that injured the mother grazed her in the head. She was sent to a nearby hospital for treatment. And at the time of this article, seems to be doing okay. Florida stories, Ricky Baez, back to you. So, for the record, she didn't take a bullet to the head. She was grazed by it, because that's two different things, right? Correct. So, okay, got it. So, she's okay. She's, I don't know what is going on with people. I, you know, and listening to this story, I'm going to go a different way, JC. Listening to this story, I just started thinking about every time we, 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 we talk about a Florida man story, the common denominator is the police department being involved, seeing all these events. So then I started thinking about, all right, the HR department for the police department must really be busy. And as far as the benefits are concerned, which we get to talk to Carly about, um, their their EAP or the employer assistance program must be very busy in a police department because they see all kinds of crap. I mean, look, this story kind of got to me because it's a family sleeping in a car. Right. And then it's it's to me that got me because, man, the, what these poor kids are experiencing and the mother being hit and she's pregnant and, you know, the cops got to deal with that. And then I guess the call after that, it's got to be a murder or or, you know, it, it's something as horrific as a rape or something else. They got to, you know, clock out mentally at some point, but that has to be hard to do. So I'm pretty sure. And if anybody is out there listening that really works in HR for the police department, I would love to talk to you because I would love to hear what you guys do to support your organization and at a mental level, because I would assume it's those issues are much higher than corporate America. What do you think? JC? A lot of people ask why we bring up these stories and why we try to relate things from the crazy world of Florida and the, the insane stories that we read and hear and the current events. And we bring it up on this program. And that's mm -hmm. what he just did is exactly why we do it with everything that happens. Yeah. You can tie that back to the workplace. There's a professional somewhere that continues to do their job and there are professionals that continue to need support and um, highlighting that Ricky Baez, 
I, all I did here was uh, I, I just set it up and you spiked it home. You, you did a great job with that. You did your job for once. I appreciate you. Very good. Five man. years. Very Thank you. Man. Five years. Wow. Finally hit the, hit all right. the nail on the head. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Big news now. <laughs> this is our last news segment of the program. Last thing right, we, we go. got going. Yep. Gotcha. Caitlin McGregor, the CEO of Plum. We'll talk on Tuesday, October 25th. McGregor, who is passionate about assisting individuals in reaching their maximum potential, established Plum to assist enterprises in fully using the human potential inside their workforces. Were you aware of that? I was not. HRCI, the premier HR credentialing and learning organization for the human resource profession, announced the return of its Higher Standards Summit. This summit's going to take place October 25th to 27th, and the latest iteration of the popular online event will consider measuring human capital while building diverse talent and evolving organizational cultures. So that's where you're going to be able to catch Caitlin talking. Okay. Now, Melissa Domler, Chief Learning Officer at Udemy, she will speak to guests on day two. Domler, the author of Reculturing, Designing Your Company Culture to Connect with Strategy and Purpose for Long-Term Success, assists leaders in designing, operationalizing, and scaling their culture. Solange Charas, doctor, PhD, founder of CEO, uh, founder and CEO of HC Moneyball, will present during the closing session on the final day. That being Thursday, October 27th, Dr. Charas's practice centered on assisting firms in understanding the performance of human capital programs as a pioneering data scientist and specialist in human capital measurements. Wow. Over three days, the Higher Standards Summit will offer guests actionable insights in 90-minute workshops, according to Dr. Amy Dufresne, CEO of HRCI. Each session will address essential topics affecting today's HR professionals, such as encouraging more diverse work practices and quantifying the impact of human capital on the organization. It's an incredible opportunity to learn from some of the industry's most innovative thinkers. I feel like I'm at church. Ricky Byers, back to you. Just you're just gonna stop it. That was what's the closure, Ricky Bias? Back to you. That's the closure. (laughs) Okay, I'm I'm the closer. Okay, got it. It's the closure. The closure. So October 25th through 27th, HRCI online conference. Don't miss it. Gonna be fantastic. And once again, that's uh, the Higher Standards Summit from HRCI. I'm gonna get the uh, I'm gonna get the intern to work on getting her back on the show. She was great. We had her on a couple of years ago. She did a great time. We put out a call for her to come on from HRCI. We also put out a call to Johnny Taylor from Sherm, and he declined. Actually, he didn't even decline. He just uh, passed us around to different people just to say no. Um, so I'm gonna put the call out there again, Mr. Johnny Taylor. Please come on board. Let me know. Uh, and I'm going to connect with uh, the uh, crew over at HRC to have Dr. Dufresne on again and, and, and maybe it, talk about how this is going to happen. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I'd, I'd love to hear more from uh, Kayla McGregor, Melissa Domler, or Dr. Chattis. You know, I'd, I'd love to dig into their topics a little bit more, probably yeah. after the conference or maybe <laughs> even a little bit before. Uh, really depends on what you could get scheduled. But that's going to be a fantastic mm-hmm. session. Um, wow. 
Uh, not to be confused with people that uh, Google higher calling. This is higher standards, higher standards summit. And that's through HRCI. Very important. They're actually nationally recognized. They're very big. Higher standards summit, HRCI. Once again, Google higher standards summit, HRCI. With that hey, being said, is that higher standards? That's, that's right. Higher standards, right? Okay. Yep. I just want to make sure. Yep. You wasn't clear. Actionable yep. 90-minute workshops can't go wrong. So with that being said, time for final thoughts going around the room. Ricky Baez, over to you. Final thoughts, folks. Um, it's I'm going back to the hurricane, man. I'm sorry because you know there's still people in Florida that are hurting, that are they have a long road to recovery. If you are the boss of one of these folks, uh, I'm assuming there's compassion that's uh, that's that's leading the conversation over policy. So that is my advice when you're dealing with people who are who their whole world was uprooted and they have a long road to recovery. Lead with compassion, not policies. Come on, you got a little bit more. Keep going. No, that's what I got. No, seriously, it, it's 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 that that's the message I want to give, because it's uh, too many people. I don't want to say too many people. Some organizations um, they like to throw policies out there just because eighty percent of their organization is not affected by the hurricane. The other twenty percent, um, their lives are completely uh, just changed um, forever. So yeah, compassion is uh, is needs to lead that conversation. That's uh, yeah. Wise words from a once wise man, Ricky Bias. Still wise. <laughs> um, over to my side here. Um, Ricky, I don't know if you're aware, um, but I did once compose a song, believe it or not. I wrote Unfortunately, a song. I believe it. Yeah, I, I wrote a song yeah. about a tortilla. It was more of a rap, though. Um, okay. It was a good one. Wow, dude. So <laughs> I want to put a call out real quick to the listeners of the program. Um, or who, whoever out there stole my copy of Microsoft Office, I'm going to find you. You have my word. Word, office. You have oh, my, my God, bro. You are. And, uh, Ricky, did you know that <laughs> milk is the fastest liquid on Earth? No. It's past, well, your, is it? it's past your eyes before you could see it. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. There's my Sunday. What the hell? <laughs> it's been a pleasure having you back here. Uh, thanks for really? coming on the show, Ricky. <laughs> yeah, sure. I was considering doing a show while you were on vacation for the past two weeks. Very glad to see you came back from your cruise and your other cruise, cruise. <laughs> and your trip to Disney and whatever right. else you might be doing. FSU game. They lost, unfortunately. And last night, too. Two weeks in a row. That sucks. Um, I heard about when you were at FSU, there was a guy, he walked into the bar and lost the limbo contest. The limo contest? Limbo, walked into the bar, he lost the limbo contest. Ay, Dios mío. Por favor, ayúdame, papá Dios. Two peanuts were walking down the street. One was assaulted. Assaulted. <laughs> that was pretty good. I like that one. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> Look, time flies like an arrow and fruit flies like a banana. I'm JC. It's been a pleasure to be here. Drive safe. Have a good night. Go Bills!
haven't had an Alaska burrito in a long time. I used to run a dating service for chickens, but I was struggling to make hens meet. <laughs> 